Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You, the podcast that explores audition mishaps, disasters, funny stories that have been sent in by our listeners. You, you listening to this show, you may well have a story that you've submitted to us. It might well be read out this week. Each week, myself, Christopher Bartlett-Walford, your host, and a guest from the world of entertainment go through our mailbag and our emails of the week and tell each other stories that you have sent in whilst going through a few of our own as well. And this week is a really special episode of the show because we welcome to the show our very first casting director. That's right, we are throwing the tails to the other side of the table this week as we welcome the fantastic Sarah Jane Price. Now, she's part of the amazing Club Eleven team that put on the most wonderful concerts in London. And also, she's casting director for Cellador, an incredible international theatre company producing things like Madagascar on tour, the musical, loads of incredible shows, loads of incredible pantomimes. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, she used to be a performer herself as well, so she's in a really good position to tell and share stories from both sides of the table. So if you've auditioned for her and it didn't go well, no, 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 it's not like that. There is one story like that. We had so much fun recording this a couple of weeks ago uh, over Zoom. So obviously it's another, you know, internet technicality one. Uh, I think it all went pretty good. It's all in the edit, let's face it. We had so much fun talking through your stories. And also a couple of you sent in questions for her. Uh, so there is a our very first casting director quick fire Q&A. So anyone listening who wants to know certain things about casting directors, we'll let you know when our next casting director comes on as a guest. And we'll do some quick fire Q&As again because it was really good fun. But, you know, I'm not going to waffle on too much more. Like you know, if this is uh, not your first episode, tweet along to the show at Don't Call Us Pod. But if this is your first episode listening, do exactly that. We love that you talk to us as you listen to the show. Uh, you might listen to it in the morning. You might listen to it having a coffee in the afternoon or a week or so later. But tweet us as you listen because then I get to go through it and uh, know exactly your reactions to each of the stories. We're at Don't Call Us Pod. And if you're listening and you think the stories are great, but you've got one that's even better, Email it in to me at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. Anyway, enough talking. Let's get into the show. As you know, I like to start each week by asking our guests all the same question. What do auditions mean to you? Um, I think for me, I love auditions. I love seeing people um, come into the room and either surprise me or, um, you know, do something that make, can make themselves proud anyway. And I think it's a bit different because I have been in that position and I have been an auditionee. So I always feel this huge sense of pride for these people that come in and, and you know, it's, it's a scary thing to do. And they come in and, they, and they, they conquer that fear and they deliver and then they walk out and it's like, you've spent so much time preparing for this you've come in you get five minutes and you leave like that for me I just like you go <laughs> well done <laughs> you I love it because I'm just like I stopped because I couldn't do it and I always say that to people I'm like I do what I do because I can't do what you do so I, I get really excited and I, I'm always really sort of anticipating what's gonna what what we're gonna find during the day so yeah it's kind of like a excited anticipation <laughs> I well, it's, would say. it's true because you obviously you know as casting directors you do a lot of research about the people you go through the material maybe you've got some videos of them singing before if you haven't met them obviously before but every day is different and 
everyone could bring in something completely different during that day so mm-hmm. yeah that that pride in in any given performer doing really well on the day that's a really lovely thing it's to hear just people doing well it's people who actually put themselves out there like i mean it's even putting yourself in that situation is and again and again and again and again sometimes for years without getting anything back and i think that's so admirable that people just continue to push because they love something so much and i think that's just a really wonderful thing that people take for granted you know people say actors it's a hobby it's not people put so much time and money into something and they get no or knocked back time and time again and they still keep going and people don't seem to realize that it's it's like every day is is you're ready for rejection because the majority the vast majority of the time you're going to be told no and I think that's, imagine if you were in, uh, you know, I don't know, if you were a plumber and, and you got told no 99% of the time mm-hmm. that you weren't doing your job well enough. Well, obviously, that's not yeah. what a no is. Or you weren't, you weren't right like. for the job, actually, or, you know, you didn't quite fit here. or And it's just, it, it's painstaking and, it, and it, it's long and it's constant. And, it, and we do it because we love it. And I think that that should be, celebrated widely and more widely than it is Mm. and how does that pride of the people in the room translate to then you sitting on opening night watching the show with everybody that you've cast knowing that your hard work your kind of puzzle piecing together has has gone into it and and you see a you know the final final product as it were you've seen it build through rehearsals maybe and how do you feel when you look at that stage and go i contributed so much to that I love it. I, I mean, there's nothing like watching something that you've had a creative hand in. It's just nothing like it, whether it be producing something or um, even when I'm helping Club Eleven and um, some days they just need me to be there to order food and go and pick up wine. And, and then I stand at the back and I'm like, I was a tiny part of that. And I'm really proud that we we can create something that could you know move or help somebody that I don't know and that's that's a massive part of it the funniest part of it is that cast very rarely remember who I am which which is not is not a problem but it's because a when you go into an audition room you're so focused on your song and you'll probably be going over your lyrics or you know and blah 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 hello yeah lovely to meet you right song and then you, and most of the time it's a massive blur and so further down the line when they've done all the rehearsals and stuff and then press night or whatever and I might put on a bit of makeup and, and done my hair and they're just like mm-hmm. and I'm like hi <laughs> they it's, never it's remember me. me it's me they never, I, I never say that but I sometimes <laughs> sometimes I do get the occasional hi it's really nice to meet you I'm, I'm like yeah, I, I I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I've stared at your stared at your face for six months. <laughs> yeah, and it, bless them, it's not their fault. But sometimes in an audition room, you're just like glazed over, oh. aren't you? And um, and you're focused on the on the end goal, and you don't really take in someone's face. I had that it's so funny. many times when I was auditioning, though, because exactly as you said, you just you're focused and you're in that <laughs> moment and. I'd always, I've said this before in the show, I was always the kind of introverted extrovert, as it were. And I would always be relatively like within my own thoughts in an audition room. 
But yeah. <laughs> weirdly, that also meant sometimes I just completely disassociated what my eyes were seeing, who was in the room, to the you point did. that one week I went in for a musical and I'd been in for a play the week before with a casting director and I went in the next week and I knew that it was being cast by the same person, but I, I just didn't recognise them. They, yeah. I don't know if they were looked completely different, or they, but I just said, lovely to meet you. She went, we spent an hour together last week. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, also, no. People, people do that. That lovely to meet you comes out without you even realising because it's just so a form natural. Of, of, of being polite. And you go, oh, it was lovely to meet you. And like, we have met. <laughs> <laughs> Countless <But> times. <laughs> I don't, I don't bother saying anything anymore because... Um, it makes people feel awful and stupid and I hate that. I hate the fact that someone's going to go, oh my God, I cannot believe. <laughs> I had, oh, I, I'll tell you another story later, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like this. See, this this is what we love about the show. We have a conversation with people who've got things ready and then they're like, oh, I've just remembered this awful thing. <laughs> yeah. Whether it was awful or not, we'll find out later. So, you're our first casting director on the show. Uh, usually when we have, obviously you've been a performer before, but predominantly you work a, as, a, as a casting director now in, in incredible shows. We figured we'd put together uh, some listener suggestions and listener questions for you. So a little bit later on, we're going to do a little bit of a quick fire Q&A. But for now, I'm going to throw you into the pit, the bag of listener submissions of their I'm going to use the word awful audition stories. Uh, okay. You can't see her listeners, but she's got a beaming smile on her face because she's ready. <laughs> she's so ready. ready. <laughs> so we like to have a couple of bigger ones and a couple of little ones. And this first one, I think, is perfect for you because of the casting director connection. So this is from an actress who uh, sends in the following First of all, she starts with, I have a story for you, which I love. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's ready. I once turned up for my audition so early that the casting director hadn't even opened up the office yet. So they finally arrived and we went in together and he said, OK, just just take a seat in here. And he was pointing to the green room. But I ignored this and followed him into his office thinking I was supposed to and plonked myself down on a seat next to him. <laughs> I was then invited by an assistant to, quote, sit through here instead but I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I totally didn't register that I was being super weird and imposing on his office. No idea what was wrong with me or why I couldn't take the hint that maybe I should sit in the actual green room instead of being way too friendly and chilled in his office. <laughs> well, when, when did you realise? When? Was it afterwards? And she went, oh, maybe they were hinting. Or like, oh, no. She sat, started doing some emails, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone just a little bit too relaxed in an audition that they just sat on the panel? <laughs> just sat and they just sat down next to me and went like, yeah, great. No, that's never I've got this, guys. <laughs> I did something kind of similar in a, in, a, in when I was a performer, though, myself. Uh-oh. Um, not, not kind of the same, but I... <laughs> I remember this is, I was going to an audition and um, it was for Grinrod. Okay. And we, he'd obviously been on a break and we arrived at the building at the same time. And the thing is, is that these auditions are in like the, like the basement and I'm, I'm talking like four floors down. And I just walked 
like one step behind him. <laughs> the entire <laughs> way down the And he sort of turned around to me and I went, don't worry, I'm not a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> and then it sat down and he just kind of went, uh-huh. And walked in and I was like, oh, my God. Why did you do that? Oh, Why did you just wait? arriving at the wrong time for something is or just like you said just like a fraction of a second uh, 10 seconds later wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a problem no. and then your head starts running away and you try to make it less awkward and you're like no yeah <laughs> it's like no just I, just stop i can't remember what it was but there was it was something that uh mr mcintosh was uh involved with and i had to go for a meeting and sing at the office and in a beautiful room lovely piano nice acoustic and i'm one for a good acoustic always I, I felt like i'd sung really well i did a really nice audition it was good i think it was a recall as well so i was like okay well i'm i'm, I'm past a certain stage walked out the audition so it was all over with straight face first into cameron and i was like ah, 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 <laughs> and i just said what are you doing here? It's his office. Of course. What, what else is he doing? What, like, I, I don't know. I was some little, like, 20-year-old performer who was still, you know, wide-eyed at the industry, just walking into, like, God of musical theatre. Yeah. <laughs> just going, what are you doing here? It's his office, you idiot. Of course he's here. Actual office. Why is he there? <laughs> he works <Hilarious>. there. <laughs> oh, I had so many of those when I was a performer, though. Like, I just... My, I would, I would try and focus so much on what was happening in the room that I just completely forget that I had to l like have a life outside of yeah. that, and that I then had to go and well, know, meet a friend or something. And I just, I, oh, I, I'd let it just all go. And as soon as you leave that door, it was like pulling the plug out of the bath. It was just drain out, and I'd just be exhausted okay. all the time. So I like that one with somebody sitting uh, <laughs> in the office. Because you can imagine it. She just sat there. La, 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 la. Now, obviously, auditions can come in lots of different shapes and sizes. And obviously, we talk mostly about when it's auditioning for a production or a play or a TV show or an advert. A lot of commercial auditions are coming in. So do keep them coming in. This one throws it back to when this particular performer was auditioning for drama school. This is one of those stories that you hear and you just think, oh, what an absolute horror to experience but also well you'll see okay uh she says uh, first again the starts of these are great i suppose it's best to start at the beginning and i could just imagine like harp <laughs> music <laughs> it was my first audition for drama school oh first one i hadn't even clocked that which was a very long time ago now i might add i was full of nerves and excitement this was one of the big London colleges where they encourage you to bring your parents along too as they will get a tour of the building while you're off auditioning. The very friendly receptionist sent my mum upstairs to the waiting room and directed me to the changing rooms downstairs. Off I went to get ready. When I realised I don't know what we're doing first. Now I knew the first rounds were dance but I didn't know if it was either ballet or jazz first. I go to go back upstairs to ask someone and I bump into another auditionee. So I ask her if she knew what we're doing first. She replied with, it's jazz first, but they've said to put comfies on over the top because it's quite a cold room and the principal wants to chat to us all first. I thanked her and hurried off to the toilet to get changed. When we go up to the studio, we all sit down for the chat, the one they give you to make you really want to go to that school. 
They talk to us for about 20 minutes and then the principal says, right then, let's get going. Everyone to the bar for the ballet call. My heart sank. I take my comfies off and stand at the bar in my black leggings and very fetching high-necked velvet purple jazz leotard. And she says, you know, you know the ones, complete ISTD modern. <laughs> Wanting the floor to swallow me up. The principal shouts over to me from the desk. You, she barked at me with the most disgusted tone to her voice. Number 27. Do you own ballet attire or are you not properly trained? Oof. I nodded and said, I'm sorry, I thought it was jazz first. She looked me up and down, pursing her lips and said, You have some serious impressing to do when you get back. You have two minutes. I ran straight past my mum on a little tour of the college, having a lovely time. She was quite confused, to say the least. When I got back to the bar, I was stood behind the girl who told me it was jazz first, but she was dressed in her ballet stuff. She'd known all along, and she turned and looked over her shoulder at me and gave me the bitchiest smug smile. I felt awful. That oh is so mean. That's the worst. That? I wonder if I wonder if they went. I wonder if they got in. Oh, no. Yeah. She says, it's safe to say that I did not get through that round of the audition, but hey, a college did like me eventually. And I also think my mum might have written a very strongly worded letter to the principal. Oh, oh why'd you do horrible. that? Oh, that's so mean. To have that spite in your heart at that age when you know you're all so, going that's to... That's someone that feels threatened, though, that is. Yeah, from a purple yeah. leotard and an ISTD yeah. modern exam. <laughs> oh, why would you horrible. do that? That's. I feel so sorry for that because obviously she was going to be quite young as well. It's quite intimidating, very intimidating when you're in that kind of uh, drama school auditioning. But why would oh. you do that? That's not nice. No, that doesn't, hopefully doesn't happen. I mean, there was a horror story from a, 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 an audition the other week with someone similar. So if the, if you're ever thinking of doing that, just, just don't, just don't. It's just not don't. worth it. Be the just better person. Be the better person. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Why would you do, what do you think is going through that girl's head? Like the one who was mean. Why would you do that? I think it's a massive case of people who are big fish in small ponds and then um, oh, before yeah. they go to drama school and they have this whole perception of themselves being untouchable and the best dancer in their local dance school and, and um, they're suddenly surrounded by all of these other dancers and the only way that they can make themselves feel better or feel okay is by taking someone else out. It's and that's why rubbish. people do it. It's horrible. It's like a story out of like a teenage novel or something. It's just the worst. Yeah, it's just oh not nice goodness. and it's so unnecessary. And I, was... I really hope that Karma is a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully that person didn't get in. Well, oh, dear. No, they're probably a leading lady somewhere. Yeah, yeah. In Tesco at the moment, so I wouldn't worry about it. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in that boat level. now. We're all at the same level at the moment. I... How were your auditions when you were that young? Did you audition for drama schools a lot? Did it was it something that kind of you didn't do a few, uh, you did a few, not a lot? What happened about, to you auditioning around about that age? Um, so I I kind of started a lot later than everybody else um, because I was a PE teacher. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, um, just for just for a very short period of time. Um, I'm quite big into sports and. Um, and it just kind of my both my parents were PE teachers. My brother wanted to be, and it just kind of happened that way. Um, and then when I was at the school that I was teaching at, um, 
they said, you know, what you really love is music. So why don't you? And I was a bit like, oh, you know, I was already three or four years out out of college or something. I can't even remember. So I applied to do a degree um, in in musical theatre, but just a degree, and ended up going to the University of Essex and doing musical theatre there. And then the, um, my singing teacher there like said, I really strongly suggest you apply to drama school. And before I, when I was 16, I'd um, applied to RAM. Okay. But obviously that's a postgraduate course. And they, were, <laughs> they wrote to me and they were like, look, you're a little bit too young. Why don't, why don't you come and spend the day the school and you can be our guest for the day and you can go to the classes and see what they do and have lunch and blah 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 so I went and um oh, that's H-, nice. H from Steps was my guide for the day he was oh. my, my buddy for the day and um and yeah and then I was like right and they were like maybe get a degree first or some life experience at least you know and I was like okay thank you very much <laughs> anyway so I went to uni I mean years years later and I applied to RAM and I applied to Mountview and I think that was it when in December for my RAM audition and uh it was quite nice because it was me and another girl from uni so we went up oh you had a mate oh that's all right we went on the train together but um I winked at Mary Hammond at the end of my audition (laughs) Oh, like, ah, you winked hey. And she went, don't you wink at me, young lady. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, dear. You're like, I was like, hey, hey, hey. She was like, don't you wink at me, young lady. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, You'd had lunch there. You thought you were it. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, <laughs> nightmare. But then a week later, I got my acceptance letter on my birthday, actually. Oh, well, there we go. See, happy endings. None of these oh, count if it actually happens nicely. It's very... <laughs> I think no. I think what most people need to remember is that you know they want to casting directors and people that run drama schools. They want to see personality. Yeah. They want. They you know they. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that was kind of my only real experience of it because I only auditioned for one year and. Um, but then obviously back then we had the BBC bursary and things like that, and we had to do all the auditions there. And yeah, I think. So I saw it, you know, time hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go back. I saw a post on my time hop, which is obviously from the BBC bursary saying that I thank you all for being so kind could only happen to me. And I think I vaguely remember falling down the stairs. <laughs> something happening like that. And Whoa, then, wait, wait, you start with this. <laughs> well, I, I don't really remember what happened. The whole day was a massive blur. That's because you hit your head. That's clearly what <laughs> Yeah, and something, something obviously happened and they and they got me a taxi. No. Taxi home. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I vaguely remember something. I remember them getting me a, and obviously this post, you know, thanks so much for being so kind, everybody. So, uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. Well, if I anyone was at the audition. <laughs> and that's why you are the auditioner now. That's see, that's yeah, the thing. That's that's why that fits you better. I cannot do it, and it got to the point where so much there was always some kind of event, and I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. My mental health 
is suffering so much because the anxiety before I'm going, what's going to happen this time? <laughs> I couldn't do it to myself. I think that was it. Like, I mean, it was, what year are we in now? 2020. It was like maybe 14 years ago that I trained. And back then, I don't even think I'd heard the words mental health. And mm. I like, and looking back on it for so long, it's so clear to me now that anxiety and stress and just overthinking those days that you had to put your, like you said, put yourself out there. It's a hard thing to do. It's so of hard. course, I... that was what that was back then. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. I'm yeah, really we... pleased to see, you know, places like the wonderful MTA and Time for Change being such an important thing. I know it's obviously in a lot of work that I do. We keep that at the forefront and, you know, looking after clients and stuff. It's it's always mental health first and, and stuff because it's just health, isn't it? It's not even mental health. It's just health. Yeah, it's not health. It's keeping healthy and, and knowing how to recognize the signs and, yeah. and, and how you yourself deal with them. It's yeah. really cool. And not letting an absolute audition disaster eat you up too much. And oh, I'm... you can't, you can't do that because, like you said, if I mean, I've had I've had some corkers happen in our audition rooms. Don't get me wrong, but um, but <laughs> you can't beat yourself up because no. you're just gonna go through life like stressed, and it's just not worth it. It's not worth it, and and I think that's that's the skill now. Is if it does go, I'm not gonna use the word wrong because it just doesn't go the way you planned, but sometimes it's all right and and as long as you don't hang on to that too much as a performer that's okay and that's what we're here for you can email yeah. them to us and it's like free therapy i'm not going to yeah, actually absolutely. help you but it's put free it therapy <laughs> put it out there and it so i've got another one in from an actor <laughs> <laughs> i read this and it's it's a lovely simple one and i just think we've as as musical theater performers certainly I, I can only speak for myself i've i've definitely been in a situation like this they say my most cringy one was an audition for a musical where they had asked for actor singers who could move all good there oh. i think i can move reasonably well i've got basic movement and physical theater on my cv highly skilled uh <laughs> well i get through the singing round after the reading section, I get asked to the dance call that afternoon. Great, I'm thinking, until all those of us who've been recalled get asked if we've brought our tap shoes. Uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> red flags. Now, nowhere on my CV does it say tap. So I sidle over to the people running the audition and quietly explain I, I don't tap, so maybe it's best if I don't join the recall. <laughs> I get effusively asked, please come, as it's only basic tap, and they love my voice, etc. So I think, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It might be a simple shuffleboard change affair. Oh, how wrong I was. <laughs> 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 what proceeded was a Fosse-style full-on dance routine, and yes, I was the only non-tapper trying to tap, so I just smiled like a trooper and did the best I could with my arms. <laughs> <laughs> the choreographer was openly laughing i was mortified oh no oh no to give the panel their due they did acknowledge i did tell them i didn't tap but they were just hoping i might pick it up as they liked me for a role <laughs> just pick up an entire dance genre during the audition you'll be fine final line needless to say i didn't get the part oh <laughs> Oh, no. You can put it in in Foley. Put some Foley work in afterwards, like coconuts behind stage. Just put a curtain in front of your knees and no one see your oh, feet. It's fine. It's 
but see that can be sort that can be kind of damaging in a different way because you you just end up feeling like <laughs> crap don't you like i told you yeah. why did you do <laughs> Oh, you do so much to prepare. And, and as agents as well, you you know, you do your due diligence. If, if an actor gets called in for something that we've thought they're right and they've gone, oh, actually, I'm not as not as strong as I said I was, then you, Kate, we'll find yeah. out. I'll, I'll let them know. And if they say, I really want to see them anyway, we think they'll be good for this, then you go, brilliant, okay, that's fine, they're up for it. You do your check and then they turn up and, and, and that happens anyway. We, I oh. mean, we had it with Madagascar and um, that was a hard dance routine, but not all roles had to dance. Mm. But we wanted to see what we had to work with. And some of these kids literally were like, this is absolute hell on earth for us. <laughs> and I was like, just smile. <laughs> Show us some character, you know. And we needed those people, like, who were the characters and stuff. But I know that it's just when you're not a dancer and you're in a movement call, you're like, It's that no. word, isn't it? It's that word. Live. It- don't use the word movement yeah. unless it's actually movement. If it's a dance call, don't worry. Just say, please say dance. Yeah. <laughs> Transparency is necessary. So tell me about a time, if you would like, uh, during an audition that you have been running that something hasn't quite gone to plan. It could be either side of the table. Has there been one that's stuck in your mind that you've gone, uh-oh, <laughs> The smile on your face lets me know that it, it's definitely happened. <laughs> because if, if this person's listening, they're going to be like, oh, man. But remember, uh, it's okay. It's absolutely it, fine. Oh, my God. It, honestly, it's one of my favourite stories. And it, also, I just so happened to not be in the room at that time, but my assistant was. <laughs> and she... <laughs> and it's still my favourite story, even though... I wasn't there. <laughs> it's still from one of our shows. I'm like, I just wish I'd been there. And uh, <laughs> so we we were doing panto auditions. <laughs> it's always um, a panto audition. It's always. Oh, honestly, because people try and stand out, um, you know, in, in various ways. And um, we'd given a little bit of script. And the last line was, so boys and girls, do you want to see a magic trick? That was it. And we were like, we don't need to see any magic tricks. Like, <laughs> please just, you know, we've got a lot to get through. <laughs> you know, the first guy in the room, bless him. It's like, so boys and girls, <laughs> so boys and girls, do you want to see a magic trick? And then got some balloons out and they were all like, and because it wasn't me, it was my assistant. And she was a bit like, mm, oh, oh, and they just kind of let it happen. <laughs> so we flew up these balloons and was like, now I'm going to make them disappear. I started trying to swallow them. <gasps> we got stuck in his throat. <laughs> my assistant had to get up from the table, run around and try and help him. <laughs> 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 how how do you oh oh i think you then tweeted about it as well i'm pretty sure why did you she, do oh were you and you were really clear that you didn't have to try anything oh my god no we, we wouldn't have time to see everybody do the magic trick 
<laughs> Would you like to see a magic trick, boys and girls? I've got this Harley Davidson that I've got on a platform that I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to set fire to myself <laughs> and jump through a hoop. No. Let me just fill up the room with water while I try and escape. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly. Was he all right? Yeah, absolutely fine. <laughs> I think mortified. Um, but then she so she rang me straight away and she was like, first one of the day. And I was like... <laughs> That's oh, tick. No. And then um, <laughs> that's she, wonderful. She's yeah. She saw later on Twitter that he'd been like, so things not to do in auditions. Try and swallow oh, balloons. Oh no! But really, what a sto- it's one of my favourite stories. That is so, wonderful. That's exceptional. And because if somebody told me whether it was a friend or a client or someone just coming in to audition for me because i as you know i I cast a six seven years of pantomimes mm-hmm. if they said oh I'm, I'm i'm gonna do a magic trick um it involves trying to swallow a balloons immediately i would just go yeah it's probably best not to because you really know what's that. gonna happen unless you are a professionally trained magician and you have that skill and that illusion you know what's gonna because you're all gonna say imagine if he doesn't imagine if he ch- oh we oh. need an ambulance so we- <laughs> yeah honestly like, just oh i was in hysterics and i still laugh every time i talk about that, that is story. and not at the expense of that guy like I oh no 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 not at all but honestly it's just the best thing ever and if you are listening please please get in touch and tell me who you were because i need i need to either shake your hand <laughs> Or just remove all of the balloons from your house so it never happens again. <laughs> Exceptional story there. There was... <laughs> so it just doesn't involve balloons, but it involves a plastic of some kind. So this is... I'm not going to mention their name, but they. I'm going to say it because it's its its become law of uh, the drama college that I went to. So obviously you go to... You audition for drama college, like we said before, and it's really stressful and you're young. You don't know... Well, my friend uh, who I trained with, uh, it turned out as part of our course, we had to, after we'd you know, gone through the year and everything, sing our audition songs with, you know, retrospect and, and perform them how we would now. Nice, right. nice idea for a nice afternoon. <laughs> he hadn't had any experience in theatre before, but had a really good voice. He's got really commercial look. He's a really good looking guy. So he's like, he's leading man quality with a great voice. So he was told to go and audition for some places. And, and this was the one he ended up going to, which definitely suited his kind of actor, singer style. His, when it came to his turn in the afternoon of performing his audition songs, they kept him till last. And you could just see him getting warmer and warmer in the room. Like, like oh God, oh God, oh God. None of us knew why, because none of us really knew what we'd auditioned with. The tutors got up and said, this person's going to do their audition song now. Uh, brace yourselves. I'm like, okay, what is it? It was Mr. Cellophane from uh, oh, Chicago. Okay. Started singing the song. Um, and it's not a song that I would necessarily, it's not a role that I would necessarily cast him in either. So that was that was already a little bit giggly. Yeah. Halfway through the song, Cellophane, Mr. Cellophane, from his, tucked into his jeans at the back, pulls out a roll of cling film. starts unwrapping it starts winding himself up in cellophane as the song's going obviously because that's what he did with no theater experience as a really endearing performer thinking like it says cellophane i'm going to use cellophane in it 
continued throughout the song until he was never even oh, until he was completely cocooned in cellophane and would and had to just hop out of the room to get out of the parents. Why? Why? Oh. <laughs> it was one of the most random but funny things that I'd ever seen. But that obviously, blows my mind. <laughs> And I know you're listening. I'm not going to say your name. And it was so sweet because you're never going to do that again. You never did it since. That's obviously. And and you've gone on to work in wonderful musicals, whoever you are, because I know who you are. So you're great. But at the same time, it's one of I, I it was one of my favorite things I ever saw while I was training is just this this lovely guy who became a dear friend just hopping out of the room. Oh. oh dear and you know that somewhere in the world an experimental version of chicago is going to use that as the choreography feeling he's probably not the only one that's done that. oh oh absolutely not absolutely not and i hope yeah. there's video of it somewhere <laughs> yeah there, there will be somewhere absolutely one that did happen to me in a in a pantomime audition and again it's it's like you said people want to make an impression which to an yeah. extent is absolutely fine. I've I've got no no qualms in someone coming into the room as a pantomime, like really full of beans in character. If it's for a buttons role or a principal boy, I'm all for that because I want to see. I, I want you to to put me into that space of being a child and watching my first show in, in a, you know in a yeah. huge theatre or anything. Something slightly different. A guy came in to uh, audition for our villain, uh, and ah. he was a really serious actor because we wanted quite an imposing presence, and we'd explained it to his agent and everything like that. And he, he admitted, he said, I've never done a pantomime before, so it's quite new to me. I was like, absolutely fine. Don't worry. You know, I'll, I'll direct you fine. Don't worry, because it's, you know, it's relatively straightforward. It's a lot of what bounces off the audience. So you'll have us. You'll be fine. OK, got the script. But <laughs> he said, OK, I prepared it in the style of, of one of my favourite villains. And we thought, brilliant. And knowing his CV, I'm looking at it, maybe Shakespeare, you know, maybe a nice kind of uh, really, uh, really kind of posh english accent like that that's kind of what we wanted because it yeah. was very caricature no he read it as buffalo bill from silence of the lambs <laughs> brilliant <laughs> so he did the whole thing of like like that it was it was, it was flesh creep i think it was just but jess and i just we i could see her nails digging into the table because we were both bemused but so we were so laughing so much but he wasn't doing it as a joke no, he was doing yeah. it so seriously and so committed and he said thank you very much for your time as he left and i oh it was so in again endearing because you're like well you haven't been in that situation before so it's absolutely fine but buffalo bill <laughs> oh bless him <laughs> oh dear oh. I love pantomime. I love panto auditions because they're so much fun and you get to see people in just being themselves, but just turned up to like 15. It's so good. Yeah. I it's, love it. It's a long process for me. <laughs> if I'm the only one in the room having to do the replies, that yeah. by the time it gets to the fourth day of me going, oh no, you didn't. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> See, this, is, this is the thing having having written loads of pantomimes uh, as as well as casting them i have to read them back to myself and play all the parts as well so it is you're right by the time you get to that you're like can someone please can someone just jump in and be the energy in the room please this guy please somebody 300 people else. i can't play the part of 400 children from leicester again no exactly <laughs> oh 
Oh, Panto. Right. I have an absolute barnstormer of a tale for you right now. Okay. It's quite long. Okay. And there's a lot going on, so I hope you're sitting comfortably. But this... Right. This is horrific. Oh, God. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Can you, I see, when I said the other day, when I read these and when we record a show... I just get hotter and hotter and hotter throughout reading, <laughs> throughout recording the show <laughs> because I just like, I can feel this people's experience happening throughout. Oh goodness. Oh, this is, no. this is, okay. this is terrible. I'm ready for this. Let's go. This is a uh, singer who uh, emailed this in. Okay. She says, it was summer a few years ago and I'd been called in for a cruise audition. Now, I didn't usually do cruise auditions back then, as I'm not a super dancer kind of girl, but this was for lead vocalist. And the description of the role indicated that only super basic staging was required when I'm singing. I should say, I can move and follow a routine well. I'm just not super athletic or like musical theatre dance trained. I was told to prepare to sing my best songs in my rep. It was a musical theatre crossover concert style role. And dress glam in the concert style. There'd be some basic song direction to go through on the day, so bring something to wear for that too, nice and comfortable. I wouldn't be there longer than the morning, but they'd get as much done as they possibly could. I arrived in a really nice burgundy jumpsuit and heels, ready to sing. Now, without blowing my own trumpet, I looked fierce, ready to take <laughs> the day and get that job. It wasn't the biggest of rooms, but the panel welcomed me in. There were about six of us in total in the room, including the pianist. Uh, they welcomed me with a warm smile and bottles of water. It was quite warm. We started and I sang a few bits of songs from my rep and they focused on Don't Rain On My Parade to work on. A bit of a vocal workout at 10am on a Monday morning, but it was one of my party pieces, yeah. so muscle memory kicked in and all was good. We worked on some concert style staging, you know, not much movement, some more mic stand stuff and context, to be honest. All felt good. I responded to the direction and we worked it into quite a nice performance, if I must say so myself. Excellent, they said. That's exactly what we wanted. Remember that for later. Later, I asked, having assumed that what we'd just done was the directing and staging call. Yes, later. We, we need to do it once more later. We've got to do some movement now with a couple of the other candidates. It's, it's only simple, so don't panic. But do go and get changed downstairs and meet us in Studio One in 15 minutes. I did as they asked, a little confused, but, you know, it was going well so far. Fifteen minutes later, I changed into some gym clothes. Again, I'm not a dancer, but these were clothes I could move in. Some grey sports pants, a cropped hoodie and some trainers. I felt comfortable for some staging. When I arrived in Studio One and opened the door, I felt the colour drain out of my face. Inside the room wasn't a couple of other candidates, but a full 30-strong dance call of athletic chorus line girls in tight-fitting dance wear. It looked like a Capizio catalogue, she says. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> the staging turned out to be a full-blown musical theatre routine with corner work and tricks and things too. I was the only one in the room who was clearly out of her element. I felt awful. The director I'd been working with popped over to me halfway through and quietly said, don't worry, they're not here for your part, but we need to see you give it your all for the producers on tape. And gestured to the video camera I hadn't seen in the corner <laughs> of the room. 
Oh. <laughs> it's like dominoes oh. falling. Yeah. We were at the dance call and I was sweaty and red in the face. I looked out of place and out of sorts. This was beyond my physical or dance capability. I was absolutely exhausted. I'd started to panic somewhat. The director asked me to go back and get changed into my smarter outfit and meet us back in the first room in about 10 minutes time to film the song once more. I was dripping. I looked like I'd just walked through the most humid weather possible. Sports pants and hoodie weren't exactly the coolest of clothing options, but were fine for what they described. Oh, the shame. I was knackered by now and really did give it my all like they asked. I was out of breath and I needed a boost. So I grabbed an energy drink from my bag and just downed the whole thing. As I got dressed, it became apparently clear that even after drying myself off, and she says, with my hoodie, because I hadn't brought a towel, that I wasn't looking my best. And burgundy jumpsuits very much stick to you when you're that sweaty. (laughs) All my makeup had run off and my hair was an absolute state, far from the super presentable person I'd shown up as. I walked back into the studio, jumpsuit sticking to me so badly it now looked like it was a polka dot jumpsuit with huge sweat patches on my back, boobs and armpits. When the panel looked up at me, they let out an audible gasp at the way I now looked. (laughs) Oh! They asked me to get ready to sing Don't Rain On My Parade one more time. I stood on the spot, ready to sing my song, and went through what they directed me to do in the previous session. I just wanted it to be over. As I stood there focusing, I started to feel a little bit wobbly. I just thought, I'm knackered. Maybe a bit lightheaded from the high bits. But I only had to do the song one more time. Muscle memory, I thought. The pianist started up. I went through and it just seemed faster and faster towards the end. I got to the last bits. Get ready for me, love, because I'm a comer, she says. He writes the lyrics down, it's brilliant. And my breath started to fail. I kept going with everything I've got. Got to the last bit. No, buddy, no, no, buddy. Gurgle. What was that? She said. It's gonna rain on my... Deep breath. What's that gurgling in my tummy? Oh, no. Parade! I held the last note on as long as I could and sung it as well as possible given the sweaty, moist state of me. As I held the note, I felt that gurgle inside me rising and rising. It was the blue Powerade fighting back. As the pianist finished the phrase with a big flourish, the gurgle in my tummy became too much and blue Powerade erupted from my mouth. I threw up all over myself. Silence. Nobody dared to say anything until a single sound broke the silence. Beep. It was the director turning off the camera. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. That'll be enough for today, I think, he said. They passed me some tissue to wipe myself off. I bowed, bowed, <laughs> and bowed. left the room. Headed back to the change room to get out of this now Powerade vomit-soaked onesie and change into the only clothes I had, which were my sweat-soaked gym wear. Oh. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. I cringe every time I go back to that particular dance studio. I never spoke of this to anyone else and never heard back from the casting team. (gasps) And she says, never neck a Powerade when you're out of depth in a dance call. It'll rain on your jumpsuit, let alone your parade. Oh, oh, that makes me sad. Oh, 
That is a lesson, everybody. Do not go back into a room until you feel ready. Oh. Do not let yourself feel rushed. Oh, my God, that is horrible. I'm exhausted. <laughs> oh. Oh. Just, that's that's not good. Oh. There's so much wrong with that. There are so many things wrong with that story, and in, none of it is her fault. In the email, it did say uh, she'd never met them before, and they seemed a relatively new team. So let's just put that down to hopefully they learned their lesson of how to kind of construct a oh, day, God, film hard. the song before the dance call. That's that's not okay. Oh dear. So much wrong with that. Yeah, don't <laughs> choose blue Powerade. Don't choose blue. Don't like, you? Don't do blue. No. <laughs> like, like the Exorcist. <laughs> oh wow! Nothing, nobody's thrown up in one of your your auditions. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, you're wrecking your brains now. <laughs> so many. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen actual sick. I think. People... <laughs> I think people have left dance calls in the middle and rushed off to a toilet but i don't think i've seen actual sick i've had a few people leave auditions and i've kind of gone after them and been like you're right <laughs> and um they're like yeah, not feeling very well like, oh, right, okay but um that's that's happened to all of us that's... Actual sick, so. let's keep it that way let's keep it yeah, that way Are there any other moments from your casting career or your performing career where they stick out and they and something happened? It doesn't have to be a disaster or anything, but you just think that's a really good example of maybe something that you should absolutely do in an audition. Maybe it's a good example of someone doing something that really made them stand out in a positive way, even if they didn't get the role that you think that's a lesson that can be learned from everyone and everyone should apply that. Um, oh, there are lots of things I see and I'm like, oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, I mean, I've had lots of experiences of, of, of things that I've learned along the way that I shouldn't have done. And I'm like, why was that ever a good idea? And I then pass that knowledge on um, to people. But I think in a way of, of standing out in auditions, I think, I think being yourself and, and, being the best version, people get so nervous, which I completely understand. And it's so easy for me to sit and go, don't be nervous. You know, you're always going to be nervous because yeah. you you feel like you're being judged. Um, but it, it's trying to not let that overtake you, yeah. which is which is the key factor of it. it. It's trying to, you know, enjoy it as much as you can and and. It's so it's so easy. So I guess yeah, it is so easy it. to though, enjoy isn't it? it? And it, it and it is it. People don't tend to do things that I go. Oh, that is a brilliant thing to do in an audition. I just like people with good energy and that come in. And I always say to people, you know, I I don't want auditions to be perfect. That's why we have rehearsals. That's yes, we, yes, to, yeah. To make that, you know, we what we want to see is what you bring to the table, your energy. Are you going to be a good company member? Are you going to be fun to work with? You know, are you going to, do you have a skill set that maybe it, with a with a bit of work, it could like, you know, 
you could smash yeah. it out of the park. Do you come in and you you haven't got much on your CV, but you're you've just not had your moment? Like there's lots of things like that that happen, which are amazing. Exactly. And that's more of the of the stuff that I remember is when someone walks in and you're like, wow, did not see that coming. That's amazing. I love that kind of stuff because you can't you can't teach people to audition. Like as much as people do workshops and stuff, there is no way of teaching no. people to audition. There is no right answer to auditions. You just don't know on the time and the day what is going to affect you. Yeah. And you have to go in and be the best version you can be at that time and place. And that's all that people can ask of you. And it's all you can ask for yourself. Yeah. That's what we, Kaylee McKnight and I said that in a previous episode, we were like, you can practice auditions, but you can't rehearse them until you're actually in the room, which means you shouldn't you try. Know, you don't know what's going to happen on no. the day. You might, your train might get canceled and then, you know, it starts raining and you didn't bring an umbrella and you suddenly feel really stressed and you get there five minutes late and that throws you off. And then the pianist, um, you know, really wants a cup of coffee. So they play extra fast and you're like, ah, I've ah, had a couple ah, of those ah. on the show. <laughs> but you don't know what's going to happen. No, and so absolutely. trying to, and so stressing about it, it's, it's just, it's just not worth it because no. anything can happen and you just got to go and be as prepared as you physically possibly can. And that's it. Mm, absolutely right before we let you go um yeah. we thought because you are our first casting director on the show we Ooh. would i know <laughs> and they're all coming on now don't worry they've all sent us emails <laughs> um we figured we would do a quick fire q a obviously you get lots of questions asked um as a casting director well should i do this and should i not do that like we've said every day is different every audition is different but it's quite useful to know the answers to some questions. So, mm -hmm. are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. So, SJP. Yes. This comes in from Kirsty. What are your biggest audition pet peeves? Etiquette people forget, maybe? Um, being rude to runners. Oh, thank you. Preach. That is oh, it's terrible. It will get back to the panel. But don't be rude to anybody. Let alone no. just like, be nice. Just be rude. Just be just nice. Just be nice. Just be nice. Yes. Um, what is an example of something not to do in an audition? Well, I think you've just answered that one. So that's absolutely perfect. Just, just don't be yeah, rude to anyone. And also, don't be... Um, I had someone once go, um, I said, what have you bought? And they said, I've got this and this, and I will sing both. And I was like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, just be easy to work with. Easy to work with. Um, best audition outfit advice for not a dance call so if someone's singing for you what would be your best outfit advice um and a little bit of a nod to the show but don't you know if you're in for cats don't go as a cat <laughs> but like um south pacific example, dress as a sailor off you go well, you know we had we had people who were coming in to play a really young role who were wearing bodycon dresses and heels and like, i can't imagine you as a child like playing oh. so just be a little bit I mean, I'm not saying, you know, go in rags or whatever if you're going to, if you're, I don't know, but you know what I mean? Just make us be able to envision you playing one yeah. of those roles. Dress for the part you want, isn't it? But not bit, in bit full costume. Bit of eyeliner costume. if you're going to go in for American Idiot or Rock You, you know? Yes. And that's dress if you're going in for a glamorous part. You know, just, just, you know, think about it. This comes in from Roxanne. What's the experience for you when it gets down to the final two for the job is it personal between the panel do you all have your preferences or is it still genuinely open or clear oh, um, sorry or clear who's going to get the job 
No, I think final two, there are so many things that go into whether you're not, you've got that far because you could do that job. There's no, there is no which way, there is always a, um, you have got that far if you're down to the final two because either of you could do that job. Otherwise we just wouldn't have bothered taking you that far along. <laughs> I think um, it, well, it then comes down to so many different jigsaw pieces and it also might take, you know, they might ring uh, someone you've worked with previously and said, what's your experience, blah, blah, blah. So it's so many different things. It's never um, clear. It's never, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and there's all, there might be somebody, the director goes, I really, really want to work with that person. Um, and therefore you go, right. But you always get down to the final two because you could do that part. And the last question that we have is, what's the song you wish you didn't ever have to hear again in an audition? I know exactly what this is. Vanilla ice cream. Oh, that, nothing more needs to be said with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's not, a, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> but remember, that's just an opinion. It's just my opinion. Please don't stop singing it. It's a correct um, opinion. And it also means... <laughs> It doesn't mean you won't get the job. It just means that I'll go, okay. <laughs> For American That's idiots. Awful, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's just like you said. That's just how you feel. Last thing. Okay. Usually with our guests, we ask them what their addition to the audition process would be. Oh, uh, yeah. Whether it's something that they... Uh, <laughs> you've forgotten. <laughs> whether it's something they want to add to it. Um, but obviously, being the other side of the table and flipping it, we thought we'd flip it for you. So what would be the one thing that you would like to completely abolish from the audition process? It could be something that you don't enjoy. It could be something that's overdone. It could just be something that's not needed anymore. What would you like to get rid of? Oh, what a question. hard question. One of my biggest peeves with audition processes is people not turning up. Oh, yes. And I, A, you're taking away the slot of somebody that really would have wanted that job. And B, like, I don't, I spend a lot of time going through CVs working out who the best people to have in that room are, scheduling them, moving things around if people have dentist oh. appointments or have another audition. To just not turn up and not say anything is a bit crappy, and I'd like to get rid of that. It's, um, it's the worst. And if things happen, life happens, that's fine. If there's an emergency and you can't make it, that's it's all right. But you have yeah. to let people know. You have to let people know. And the thing is, is it ha it's happened a couple of times of people I've been really excited to meet. That's and the then worst, that all puts a massive dampener on it for me. And I'm like, oh, you know, but you're like life does happen. And I completely, completely appreciate that. But there's always two minutes that you can pick, you can pick up the phone and ring your agent. Yeah. Always is. Or yeah. email me or a text. Or, yeah. Yeah. Just let somebody know. There's always a way. Not turning up without any knowledge uh, for the team, any knowledge that you're not turning up and not giving a reason. And often not even telling your agent that you're not going to go is yeah. just the worst. They have the, they have the, they are the ones that are on the receiving end of, of me going, this is just not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not their fault. No. Um, oh, so, yeah. that is, that is a perfect example of something to get rid of. And yeah. if you're listening, please, and when auditions start coming back, because they will come back, yeah, just turn up. 
Just say that. And don't accept it if you either don't want the job yeah. or know you if can't you don't do the want show. The job or you don't think you're right for it. Just don't go. I have a Let feeling no one's going to be going to auditions anymore that they don't want the job because everyone's going to want the work yeah, exactly. now. Thank you so much. I hope you had a good time. Oh, it was lovely. Thank you so much. And there we go. That was Sarah Jane Price. Uh, what an utter delight uh, she was to chat to. We had so, so much fun. Uh, I learned a lot as well. And I hope you guys did too. It's always going to be different when we have a casting director on. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Sarah Jane, for being so open and so welcoming for the tales. And we, we had a bit of a giggle as well. Oh, I love it. I love making the show. And I really, really hope that you guys enjoy listening to it as well. If you did, please do. If you're listening on Apple, especially head to your podcast platform, write us a little quick review and whack us a five star uh, rating as well. I, I can't tell you how much that genuinely helps other people find the show if they've never heard of us. And also tell everyone about it. There's a lot of people who've said, oh, yeah, I'd be meaning to listen to it now. Listen to it now. We've got really, really exciting news to share with you in the next week or two about the future of the show about future guests of the show as well so please do now is the time to get them listening and i can't wait to tell you our exciting news and our exciting new guests as well there's going to be some people you know going to be some people you've never heard of before some people that are in- incredible to talk to i can't wait i'm fanboying over here i love it but thank you so so much once again we have such a good time making this show. We really do. And we know lockdown's been hard for the theatre world. We know theatre's not going to be the same for a long time. And if that means this is how you can get a little bit of joy from talking, from me talking to your, your favourite theatre performers and TV performers and movie performers and all that stuff that's coming, then great. I, I'm genuinely thrilled that this is what's going to give you that bit of theatrical lift. You can get in touch with the show. Uh, email me, don'tcallluspod at gmail.com. Submit your audition stories to me. We'll read them out anonymously. And also, if you just want to say hi and you've listened to a few of the episodes and you really enjoyed it, or you, you want to tell us about another story that happened to you, then please get in touch. I love to hear from you all over the globe. We're having people from America, from Singapore, from Argentina, loads of people in Australia getting in touch as well. So thank you so much. It means a lot. Uh, and by the way, if you heard baby Robin crying during this one again, I think I, I'm, I'm sorry. I try, I try and do the records when he's having his afternoon nap, but inevitably he wants to be involved. Uh, he just wants to give you a bit of a song. <laughs> so we will speak to you again very soon. Catch us on Twitter. We're going to be sharing loads more clips and stuff from the last couple of weeks shows over there. We're at Don't Call Us Pod on all socials. Ah, you know the drill. You've heard it all before. From me, John Webb, and everyone who makes the show, and from Sarah Jane Price herself, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, stay safe during the week, wear your mask, and we will see you next week for another episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. Bye-bye!